What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, every week by the Beanie Boy himself, ladies and gentlemen, Headphone Joe Dorville. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's up, man? Doing good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. Ready to talk some sports? Of course. Quick rundown of the show if you are new to the show. So, we will start the show off touching on uh, some major topics and some major sports. Then we will go to the quick hits, which is going to be a three to five question segment. Basically, where Joe and I will go back and forth about certain topics. Then we'll have the walk-off, which is a short essay portion, or Joe reads, or we reminisce on stories. Or, or Brennan we... just tells us dumb stories from New York. Yeah, dumb is funny. Uh, that's what I'm starting to learn. Just look at all the comics that hump a stool. And then we get to the press conference where we peddle our wares. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week with the kickoff. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. So first thing we're going to talk about in this segment is Bryce Harper is doo-doo. That Go is Mets. not what we're talking about this no. segment. <laughs> first thing we're going to talk about. Dun, 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 dun. As our listeners know who have been following us the last few weeks, we are previewing every single division. The NFL is back. Preseason has started. We're going to talk more about the preseason games and the uh, quick hits. So, Joe and I can go back and forth on those. But in the kickoff, we are going to preview Joe's division, NFC East. We'll go through the team, starting with the worst team from last year to the best team from last year. And we'll talk about the over-unders and just our general outlook on the season. Joe. Yeah. I'm starting with you because your team was at the bottom last year. The Philadelphia Eagles. Eggles. So 6.5 is the over-under. Look at the over-under here. And it is 6.5. Um, looking at the depth chart here. Looking at our record from last year, 4 and 11. Looking at the depth chart here. I don't. I don't see us getting over six and a half. I don't. I don't see where it comes from. Uh, the defense is old. They never address the linebacking position. There are second corner, our safeties. All of it is unimpressive. Jalen Hurts can make moves with his legs, but the receiving core. I don't have faith in any of these guys. Zach Ertz is still on this team. I, we were supposed to trade him. It never happened. Yeah, you're supposed um, to trade him to us. I don't know about that, but uh, Rieger hasn't shown me anything. Devonta Smith is already hurt and out. Uh, Greg Ward was a quarterback in college. hasn't He's only done well when no other receiver is really out there. Um, our offensive line is. Semi back, Andre Dillard had another injury, so who knows? Um, yeah, not high hopes. No, no high hopes for me right now. And, and and I don't like. I can't say I don't like the coach because he hasn't done anything to like or dislike, but I don't like the coach. Sorry, I don't like the coach Kyle. I don't give a damn. I don't like. He was brought here to work with Wentz, and then they got rid of Wentz. So what was the point of bringing him here? It's it's fucking dumb. You go. I'm yeah. done. Okay. I'm uh I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the under 
because uh, what you were saying, the defense is still, the defense is older, another year older. They really didn't address a lot of the key issues that they had. I'm looking at the um, program online right now. Guess who their star defensive player is in the program. The Eagles? Yeah. Not Fletcher Cox? It is Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is like a hundred years old. Yeah. I mean, he's still still good as hell, but yeah, I mean, he's still really good, but you know, and I think defensive tackle, those people at those positions like Calais Campbell, they can play well into their late thirties, but I'm just saying they didn't really get an influx of youth. They do have Darius Slay, uh, which is good, but like you were saying, it's just not, I don't know if it'll be enough. I'm going to take the under and Actually, you're going to see why uh, once we get through this a little bit more. But 6.5, I'm going to take the under for sure. Just because, I mean, the injury bug the last two years has rot that team from the inside, has rotted that team from the inside. So I, I'm sorry to say, I see the Eagles banner behind you. I know how much you love this team, but I'm going to take the under. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hammering the under. Um, they didn't address enough things. Yeah, they just... They, Everything I was clamoring for in the offseason, they never got yeah. to it. They never Yeah, got we to actually it. talked about that as like in real time as it was happening. So there's not really much else to say. <laughs> yeah. So and 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 watching hard knocks, we'll get to the team later, but watching hard knocks, Mark Micah Peter Micah Parsons looks like a fucking freak athlete. And you know where we could use that? In the linebacking core that we do not have. Yeah. So yeah. So that brings us, speaking of Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys, who finished second to last in the division last year after losing Dak Prescott to a gruesome injury. Over-under is 9.5. Now, a little caveat here for those of you listening who don't know, the Dallas Cowboys are always um, overrated by Vegas standards because they are, quote-unquote, America's team. Everyone always bets the over. Everyone always bets them to make the playoffs. Everyone always bets them to have a better record than they eventually do because that run they went on in the nineties and then everyone kind of became a fan. They are a a brand more so than a football team. So just a heads up, it's 9.5. That seems exorbitantly high with Dak coming off that huge injury. Um, and that defense shoulder now. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get to. So Dak comes off that injury, uh, comes back to the team, uh, starts, does training camp, OTAs, everything like that. And now it went from day to day, for that shoulder injury to getting a second opinion and an MRI and should be ready quote, should be ready for the start of week one end quote. So I'm taking the under, I'm taking the under heavy, heavy that defense while they did get a few pieces in the draft and move some things around, you know, they got a new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Yeah. They were a mess last year. Like something historic, like have not, they have not given up that many points since like 1962 or something crazy like that. So I don't know if Dan Quinn, I mean, maybe the new scheme will work better, but at the same time, they, that defense was horrible last year. And then Dak is coming off a fucking traumatic injury and now has a shoulder injury. Does nobody else think this is going to be a problem? I don't think it's going to be as much as a problem as you're making out to be. Um, as far as the leg injury, I think the shoulder injury will, we, we have to see how that plays out. But the leg injury, um, 
I mean, guys come back from ACLs and torn Achilles now at a rate that's kind of like it's just a part of the game. So yeah, but this injury was worse than that. I know, but fucking Gordon Hayward came from a gruesome leg injury. Uh, Paul George came off. A gruesome I was leg just injury. about to say Paul George. So <laughs> it's like, yes, it it. It, there's a psychological break they have to get through, but I think I mean just seeing him in uh, Hard Knocks is going to be my only reference for this team. Um, he seemed to be moving on it well. He wasn't really he wasn't uh, too hesitant to move on at all. Honestly, he was making yeah. moves, and I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'd be like trying like getting around the cones and stuff like with the same veracity that he looked he had before. So, um, look, there. as much as I hate the Cowboys, they put a great collection of talent out there just about every year, but they just have terrible coaching. And it's, yeah. it's the funniest thing ever because the coaching is so bad and the players don't perform that the way they should. And then it's a comedy of errors and they end up nine and nine and seven or something. Best um, receiving core in the NFL. One the of mo- the best receiving the best, cores in the NFL. Not the best, but the most talented. The yeah, most thank you. That's what I mean. Just looking at the CD Lamb, the top draft pick, Michael Gallup, who we've seen over the last three, four years now, make a name for himself. Amari Cooper, who made a name Mark for himself Cooper is in the, Oakland, yeah. but he had some drop problems at the end of that. Came over here and addressed all those and became a really good receiver again. Um, so yeah, their offensive line, they lost a couple guys to injury and retirement over the last couple of years, but they're still solid. Um, I mean, yeah, Zach Martin and uh, Tyrone Smith are two of the better offensive linemen in the NFL. Zach Martin's one of the ones that's retired. He's no longer Oh, is there. he? Yes. He had a neck injury. He retired last year or the year before, I would believe. Oh, because he's still list. Are you sure he didn't come back out? Because he's listed on their depth chart as of yesterday as the starting oh, left guard. I have him. I'm looking now. Wait, who was the center that retired? No, their center retired. I'm talking about. I know, I know. I just saw him now on the depth chart. I'm looking at, but I have, I have him third at right guard. He's not starting right guard. I don't know if they're going to change. Where that. are you at? I'm on the Dallas Cowboys official I'm roster on official website. I'm on the. Oh yeah, no, I'm on the Dallas Cowboys official website. I'm just going with that. But their uh, their linebacking core, if Jalen Smith can get his head out of his ass, but they did bring out uh, Dan Quinn, brought over Keanu Neal with him from Atlanta. So if Jalen Smith can't solidify that position, they could just slide Keanu Neal in there and they got Vander Ash and they got uh Michael Parsons, who I just mentioned. So the linebacking core is really good. The front, the edges are great. The insides, I'm not too keen on. Uh their DBs. Uh another former Atlanta Hawk came over with Dan Quinn, KZ. Um Trayvon Diggs is uh Stefan Diggs' younger brother has done pretty well for himself, but it's not really that great of a back. But you hope bringing over Dan Quinn, he can scheme the back. Um, but they, in order to do that, they need pressure from the front seven. So if they can get pressure, I think they can mm, 9.5. Mm. I, th- I think they can. I think they'll get the over. I think they make it to You're the playoffs. buying into the hype. Think, uh, I, Travis Frederick. If Travis Frederick. Oh, that's the, that's the center. center. Okay. Um, if Dak. If Dak's shoulder, with a caveat, if Dak's shoulder is right, they're gonna trample the Eagles. They're gonna trample the Giants. They're gonna. Ooh. They're gonna. They're not gonna trample Washington because Washington oh. has too many freak athletes. Um, but they again, they get a third place uh, schedule for this year, so they're gonna place. They're gonna play 
some middling teams. So I think now they're liable to fuck up because they are. And you know what? I Coached I, by Mike McCarthy. I think I'm doing the Stephen A here. I'm going to say they're going to do good. So as they do bad, I get to just laugh at them the entire way through. The Stephen A cop out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that they should make the Super Bowl. And when they don't, <laughs> that's a good Stephen A. <laughs> Uh, All right. Moving from America's team to the team of where I live now, mm-hmm. the New York Giants over under is 7.5. Finished second in the division last year and cried back about Dan- it. Yeah. Bringing back Daniel Jones. Going to try to give that one more go. <laughs> See how that works out. I am hammering the over. What's over? Uh, 7.5 for the Giants. I'm going over. I'm going way over. I don't think Dallas way is going to get... Well, not like eight. <laughs> okay. I, was like, wait, I don't wait. think Dallas is going to get out of their own way. And um, I agree with you on the Eagles. So I got to gotta pick some overs in this division. I think the Giants will go over. I think it's because the team chemistry has been... So Joe Judge is going into his they second, third year now. What, what did you say? That's... T- what year is Joe Judge going into? Third year, second year, second year, second year, buddy. Second, second year, okay. But they just had a brawl but at camp. That's how chemistry is built. Chemistry is built. How often do we fight? This is actually something that I really believe it's in. Different. So, if I put you in your face, I don't think you'd you'd enjoy it too well. No, no, no. But my <laughs> experience, and I, this could be different because I know sometimes it's a little different. But my experience, whether it was jail or teams or whatever it was, was sometimes. You have to butt heads Hold in on. order to earn respect. Sorry. All right. Similar to a couple of weeks ago when I did the uh, when I did the Simone Biles, uh, she could break her head, she could hurt her ankle. You got to go team and jail second. <laughs> you can't go jail and team. Second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I got to flip those. <laughs> I pointed that out to you. I, I, you're right. Whether it's different teams I've been on or being in jail. No, but do you agree or disagree? A fight, you have brothers, you've got a shit ton of brothers. A fight can earn respect to the team. Like, don't fuck with me. We're not playing that. Um, and I talk about this all the time, like when I first got to college. You've heard this on my other podcast where it's like, I'm not taking any shit. And that's how you earn the respect of people around you. So I, I don't think a brawl at camp is, I think that's something to solidify the team chemistry versus pull it apart. Um, Yes and no. Now it can it can rally (laughs) it can rally the team, but when the coach reacted the way he did, and when Dave Jones ends up at the pile of it in the bottom of the pile, (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that part. It kind of gets thrown off because it's like you're you're putting people in harm's way now that you shouldn't be. But um, but no, it, it can galvanize a team, but it helps when you're going against another team. Like when the yeah, Cowboys and true. the Rams had their little spat in camp. The so. last thing I did want to mention about this was um, they are bringing back one of the best running backs That's in what, NFL I, I, history. I just looked and saw why you're going to take the over here. But Alfred Morris is coming <laughs> back, baby. Here we go. Go out, baby. I saw why you took the over there. Resigning uh, Alfred Morris. Jason Garrett, the scanning. clapper. Best thing he's ever done. Started scanning the roster. What's your take the on the Giants? Um, so the Giants have probably the second best collection of receiving talent. 
So much so, I was confused why they drafted Kadavius Tony because they have Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton. Evan also, Ingram. a little, don't mean to interject, but a little nerve wracking because Tony was not the best character guy at Florida. Tony. Tony? Tony? Tony. Tony. It's Tony. Tony? Yeah. Um, you always make me double, you always make me go like, wait, what? And it's like, no, point. I know. Um, I know this is right. They also got John Ross. They went and got Kyle yes. Rudolph. They overloaded on their offense. And their defense is okay. Yeah. <laughs> C, C, um, C plus. Yeah, C plus. Um, I still don't know what to make of Bill Peppers all these years removed from Michigan. Logan Ryan, yeah, pretty solid. Dory Jackson, they just took two dudes from Tennessee. Um, James Bradbury made a name for himself really last year. Um, their linebacking core, Reggie Ragland, Blake Martinez. Like, none of those guys really... Yeah, I mean, Greg Martinez made a name makers. for himself at Green Bay, but yeah, he is, but like you said, then, he hasn't made a lot of noise since yeah. he got to New York. And he got that huge deal when he got there, and then he hasn't really done much since. So, and on the line, really, the only person, well, they got Dexter Lawrence, but the only person that really is worth anything is uh, Leo. Leo. Why can't I say his name? Leonard? How, what does he go by? Leonard Williams? Leonard Williams? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard Williams. Leonard. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did the name look you so You threw weird? me off at that <laughs> one. I was like, so wait. Odd. <laughs> Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. <laughs> I was like, Leonard Williams. Um, Leonard, Leonard Williams <laughs> from uh, Mainland, Florida. Uh, went to Mainland High School. Then Mainland High USC. School out of Daytona Beach, baby. I was, USC. I was very not happy with that. Should have went to the University of Miami, but that's, that's, you know, that's something else. But, um, they should like they cat. should be good. What'd you say? He looks like a mainland cat with that he hair. He does look like a mainland dude. Um <laughs> he should they should be good. But Daniel Jones is a quarterback, and I think this is gonna be similar to that run against the Eagles he had where they're gonna be good and then they're just gonna fall on their face inexplicably. Yeah, I did talk to a um a diehard Giants fan, my boss at work, and I was like, hey, let me just ask you a serious question. Since you grew up here in New York, you're a huge Giants fan. Do you believe, because all I hear is conjecture from the national talking head. So I was like, do you believe in Daniel Jones? He looked me dead in the eye, didn't hesitate at all. And he goes, no, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said, I don't believe in anybody who's Eli-esque. Eli didn't win those <laughs> Super Bowls. The defense won those Super Bowls. Exactly. So I don't believe in anybody. And I was like, whoa, all right. So, yeah. We'll get to that later in my walk-off. All right. <laughs> all right. On to the next one. Here we go. Washington football team. Somebody has to win. This is just like the previous year. Somebody has to win this. Who do, Who's going to do it? Oh, I don't think it's like the previous year at all. The Washington football team at 8.5. I'm banging the over heavy. Freak athletes everywhere. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep that um, offense afloat. That defense is insane. And I will never forget Ryan Shazier last year when the uh, Steelers were undefeated and he was on a podcast saying, there's no way we're going to lose to the New York or excuse me, to the Washington football team. There's no way I'll sell my house. If we lose to the Washington football team, there's no. And then what happened? They lost to the Washington football team. They made their run. Tyler Heineke is the best, one of the best backups other than Cam Newton in the NFL. What? What? I got a heavy just saw on the over. Only because Gardner Minshew will be the starter week one. Here we go. I'm just hot taking <laughs> everyone. They just bazookas. Throwing flame throwers. Cannons out here. Jesus. 
Um, so, Brennan, uh, let me pause yes. it. Let me pause it. You this. What? What is the definition of insanity? Is it insanity or yeah, it's insanity. What's insanity? The definition? the definition of insanity is repeating something over and over and expecting different results. Okay, so didn't even have to look that up. Let me let me look up. Let me look this up just to just to double check here. Just bear with me, folks. I'm doing I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. What are you doing? I'll keep talking about how awesome the Washington football team is. Chase Young on that defense will anchor it to it's just I'm incredibly impressed. And I normally don't root for Ohio State guys. Fifteen. But he is impressive. I got what I needed. I got what I needed. Okay. Thank you for thank you for vamping there. Absolutely. So for 15 years. Ryan Fitzpatrick has not made the playoffs. Why would it be this year? Because Ryan Fitzpatrick has never had this accumulation of Don't talent say on that. the team. Do not say that. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm living in recency bias, and the offense needs something to be desired, but they do have a great offensive line. They do have that veteran leadership in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and their defense is insane. Pro bowlers, just real quick. Chase and- Young, Montez Sweat, John Bostic, Landon Collins, to name a few. And it's really hard to be a, continue to be a good defense when your quarterback keeps throwing the ball to the other team. I know. I agree with you. That's why they got rid of Dwayne Haskins. But they didn't get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick. They just got him. <laughs> they just got him. No, Taylor Heineke will come in. He'll 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 write that shit. Reddit. Taylor Heineke <laughs> is not a thing. He's not a thing. All right. There's a reason he, he was selling real estate for a second there. Okay. There's a reason his he got his real estate license. They hey, had to pay him for past performance. He's not going to do anything on. No, I know, but I just real quick: Baltimore Ravens in 2000, the Giants in both of their Super Bowls. Um, there are those the guys Patriots didn't throw in a couple away the of theirs. No, I know, but I'm just saying there there are a number of teams where the quarterback just has to be competent, and the the defense will will write the ship. I don't. I think, think this is I one don't of those defenses. Thirty eight year old Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the most competent guy out there. I think he will be competent enough. Brennan, are you serious? Are we really We're putting this down this? on paper right now. Are really Play ball. Are we really doing this? Last, I've got him winning 10 games next season. You this are season. smoking things, obviously. No, not anymore. Sober now. Just cigarettes. I, I, we have to do a, a wellness check. We do because, well, we don't because Michael Shea, I went to a, a pop-up secret show last games night. Five shots for everybody. And I said, no, I said, no, Mr. Shea. Thank you so much. Good job on you. In eight games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he had 12 <laughs> interceptions. In 15 games for the Miami Dolphins, he had 13. In nine games last He's year, he had eight. That's not what that team needs. That's not what a defense <laughs> needs, Brennan. They don't need a gunslinger. They need a caretaker. <laughs> I think they're going to win 10 games. I, I don't honestly know who's going to win this division. I think this division is... It's the Washington it's, football, it's, I'm telling you. dog crap. This division is dog crap. Right. Watch the, 
I, I don't like it when you do that because then I can't, I don't get any satisfaction out of being like, yeah, well, the Eagles suck too. Cause you're like, yeah, I know. It's like, no, <laughs> you're supposed to be like, no, fuck you. No, Brendan, I'm a realist. I can actually look at my team and see that they're not good. I'm a romantic. I don't see, like that. You are. That's why you keep thinking Gardner Minshew is going to be the fucking Lord and Gardner Savior. Gardner Minshew will start somewhere. <laughs> he will not. He will not. He had a chance in uh, Indianapolis, but you know. They were I don't gonna, know they what happened make with that. that. That's in division. Yeah. And Wentz is off his boot and they think he'll be back. So we'll get to that next oh, week. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do, yeah that's next week. All we'll right, we're moving week. on. Next topic. Wow, only 30 minutes on football this week. Oh. We haven't even gotten into the preseason game. All right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite segment. Joe talks to me about Major League Baseball and I don't look at any kind of notes and just go off of what I'm thinking. Fun fact for all of those listening real quick. Savannah was like, hey, you know you host a sports podcast? And I go, yeah, because she can hear me when I record now. And I go, yeah. She goes, I think it's super unprofessional how you're just like, oh, I'm not going to look at notes and I'm just going to go off the top of my head. She's like, why would anybody listen to that? And I go, that's our bit for baseball. It's just baseball. (laughs) All right, and I actually so, know more than people think. All right, shut up. Stop showing how the sausage is packaged. Uh, Brennan, Chris Sale is yes. back. Back. He is here baby. to save the Boston Red Sox and help them. That's what it seemed like. Stop That's what it felt like. Bloodletting uh, to now where they are four games back of the Rays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only two point five ahead of the Yankees. The Yankees aren't making enough. Uh, not making a lot of headway where they should be. I believe um, we had that. They started playing some of the better teams and didn't really, you know, that 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 run they went on after the trade deadline kind of those two stalted. left-handed batters didn't pan out in the well, long run. One of them caught COVID. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. but Chris Sale is back. Pitched five innings, only gave up two, had eight punches. Brennan, do you think Chris Sale is just what the doctor ordered for the Boston Red Sox to stay in playoff contention? Did I hear this right? It was his first game in like two years, yes. year and a half. Yeah. It's insane. Because yeah. what, two years ago, he left for Tommy John, didn't play at all last year. So, yeah. yeah and then, okay. Yeah. Uh, short answer, yes. I think this is exactly the spark that the Sox needed. Um, to kind of surge through the the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, he's a pitcher. He's a starting pitcher. He can only play once every five days. So I don't know if it'll be enough to push him over the top, but I do think this will give them a nice surge going into the postseason. Okay. I like, like to hear that. like to hear that. I like the sound of that. All right. Brennan. This is what we've been waiting for. Shohei Atani is having a unprecedented season. Do you think he should be, do you think he's a lock for the MVP? Yeah. I don't even think it's a question. <laughs> he, um, well, I really just want to talk about one thing of this. Okay. Well, I just want to say, so he plays for a West coast team, which don't, doesn't get a lot of love in the middle of the country or the East coast for that matter. Baseball isn't something that's running all the time on ESPN because their money's in football and the NBA, but and don't at me, Kyle. I they <laughs> cover the NBA and the NFL way more than they cover baseball. But I hear about Shohei Otani all the time, which means not only is he that impressive of a player where he's moving the needle, 
as far as just uh, the overall popularity of baseball. But like you said, he's doing it's not a question if he's the MVP because he's doing something that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth. And when Babe Ruth was doing it, it didn't even count. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even everybody like wasn't against, allowed to play. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's I think it's amazing. And I think it's super cool how humble he is and uh, how just how he just goes out there and just dominates. You don't hear about him getting in trouble. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. You don't hear about him like <laughs> doing like dumb shit. He just goes out and plays. And that's I love it. I love it. And I think he's a lock for the MVP. I don't even think it's a question. I think just give him both. Both. Yeah, the Cy Young and the MVP. Okay, that's the part I wanted to talk about. People keep bringing up the fact that he's also pitching. That makes him the lock for the MVP. I was like, wait, wait. There's a whole, he, There's he a, gets he gets the the MVP on his batting stats alone. There's a whole separate award for the pitching stuff. Yeah, just give him two awards. But he's not the best pitcher. But no. but yeah, it's but like, I think they should just give him the Cy Young just because he's so good. At, <laughs> Just because of what he does overall. But, I mean, I just hate the Angels. I just hate what they do to good players. They just waste them. Wasting them more. Yeah, it is It is a waste. It's very sad. Randall is out I wouldn't for know Mike Trout if I ran into him in the street, and that's sad. I wouldn't know Mike Trout if he was doing the weather on the Weather Channel, which he has done. Has he really? Yes, he has. He really is into weather. It's just sad because it's like... South Jersey like, I know... Like we joke all the time about how I don't know anything about baseball, but I've been, I've, you know, I've been into it the last couple of years a lot more and I actually pay attention now, you know, more so than I used to, but it's just one of those things where it's disappointing because you have some of these awesome players and it's like, you never hear about them. And that's why I'm saying what Otani is doing is so transcendent because it doesn't matter what team he's on. The angels ruin players like you just said, but it doesn't matter. He's so good. And so transcendent that you're still going to hear about him. Well, Brennan, have you heard about the Dodgers' latest injuries? Not all of them. Moogie Betts is on the men. Yeah. Uh, I heard about that one. Is also on the men. Urias? I believe that's his name. Um, (laughs) And there's still five. What? Did a game just finish? Now they're only four games behind the Giants. What just happened here? No, they were four games, 71, 75. Four? I thought it was five games. Yeah. I'm sorry. I might have looked at it last night before the last night games ended. That's what it is. They are four games behind the Giants. They have not made that run that you so wrongly predicted at this point uh, to overtake the Giants. At this point. At this point to overtake the Giants, Brennan. Do you think it's going to be a little too late as we round out the end of the season here? Only got uh, six no. weeks left. Only got about Can't, six. Like, weeks I don't want to look like I had a bad take, so I'm going to say no, and I'm going to ride this into the ground until the wheels fall off. Mm. I think they'll overtake the Giants, and I think they'll win the division. Even with all these injuries, I yeah. I mean, they've got they got guys. <laughs> I just don't want to look. I don't want to be wrong on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um. In all in all honesty, with these injuries, I think they're going to start to sit guys. I think they're pretty much they pretty much know they're going to be in the playoffs. So. They'll probably start to rest more guys. And if anything, this might backslide because, you know, you don't they can get a wild card spot. They don't have to win the division. So I could end up looking really wrong in this. I honestly thought, as everyone here listening knows, 
after the trade deadline, they were just going to start steamrolling people. And that has not been the case. They've been basically behind the Giants the same amount of games since the All-Star break. So I... I want to be right, so I want them to start rolling people. But I want to be right. <laughs> that should be all, the tombs. That should be the epitaph in your tombstone. I want to title, be right. Title of the episode: I want to be right. Uh, <laughs> but it, just thinking about it from a purely analytical standpoint and a logical standpoint, it doesn't make sense. If you're going to be, if you're going to make the wild card, it doesn't make sense to bring your try and push your players back from injury too early before the playoffs. That's that's asinine. Okay. Last question. I didn't have it on the rundown. Have you ever seen the movie Field of Dreams? No. Thank you. Why was that? There was a whole Field of Dreams game, and people kept talking about how it was great for the youth of baseball. I was like, no, no. fucking person under 40 baseball movies aren't has very good seen anyway. Field of Dreams. What the fuck? Like, this is an old nostalgia thing that has nothing to do with young folks. Yeah, it's not Remember the Titans. That's for goddamn sure. I already hit the sounder, so you have to live with that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, moving on. NBA offseason. So we're going to talk about some specific players and what we predicted, what ended up happening with them. Uh, First up. I was right. Yeah. Well, and that's what we talked about. So Kawhi Leonard, we uh, I can't remember who said it, but we did say it on the show. Yeah, that he um, opted out of the player option, but we both were talking about we thought he was doing that to re-sign, restructure with the uh, Clippers, get a little more cashish. That's exactly what he did. But back with but the clips. The, the reason I say I was right because when you were reading it, uh, the Woj report mid-show, Woj was saying that he's probably going to sign a one and one, and yeah. I was like, "There's no way this guy with a bad knee." And a whole oh, yeah, yeah, degenerative yeah, chain is going to sign a one and one. He's going to try to maximize his most. He's going to maximize one, the most he it? can spend. And yeah, he signed a four year deal. I'm assuming, as always, everybody takes an opt out on the final year. But yeah, it's yeah. not a one and one though. Yeah, and then this will uh, this will actually if he rides this, he can opt out in the third year and then get the super ultra player max as long as he performs well enough to uh, make the the team. I actually think he's already made enough all NBAs to where he's yeah, eligible probably. for the super duper max. Um, he's needed uh, longevity with the actual team. Yeah. You got to stay with the team for five years. So um, yeah, you were right. You did call it on Minimal that. I actually was leaning towards the Woj one and one thing just because I figured he'd want to bounce. No one ever knows what Kawhi is doing. He is an enigma wrapped in a anomaly, I guess. <laughs> Um, but he's staying with the Clippers. Next one, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Uh, did anybody else get the reference? Mike Lowry. I got the reference. Yeah. Bad boys. Will mm-hmm. Smith. Yep. Kyle Lowry. Yep. Um, all right. Anyway, Kyle Lowry going to Miami. He's going to have uh, to. Are you, uh, are you a bad boys one or two guy? All right, so I'm going to answer this honestly, and I don't please know how you're going to take this. Please, please do. <laughs> I like Bad Boys Two better. Oh my god, unbelievable! You, I, fucking, I know, you I know. Fucking because I just I'm, I think it was because I only saw Bad Boys One one time, like a long time ago. Such a better film. When Bad Boys Two came out, I was like in my formative years to where Michael Bay would appeal to me that like blow him up, shoot him up. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, I don't really like those movies now, but I think it's almost nostalgic now watching it. And I'm Plus, I love that scene when they're in the little Haiti and they're like, those were not even Haitians. Those were all Jamaicans, which was annoying. Like none of hey. the dudes had Haitian accents. They all just sounded like they were from Trust Jamaica. Me, I went to school in South Florida. I know. I was, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? It was so fucking terrible. Yeah. And actually, now that we're talking about it, I, I, I gotta go back and revisit Bad, Bad Boys movie. 1. It's such a Bad Boys 1. It's like a phenomenal actually, movie. So Bad Boys 2 is, uh, I would label that as a guilty pleasure because it's, it's the hackiness and yes. the nostalgic of when I saw it when I was younger that I'm like, I kind of enjoy. Yeah. It's a funnier movie. Mm, yeah. I can't even say that. I can't even say that. I can't say that. It's a I more accessible movie. Yeah. It is. Without Bad Boys 2, we never get Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's definitely a popcorn-y, like, yeah. turn your brain off kind of movie. Bad Boys 1 was actually, like, a legit movie. It was a real good film. It was a film. Yeah. Film. Yeah, look at yeah. us. Yeah. Tripping on each other for the film. All right. So, speaking Kyle of Powell Lowry, <laughs> he's going to have to um, work on, uh, you know, there's a body fat percentage test down there in Miami, so he's going to have to work on that. He doesn't play out of shape. But he's always a little puffy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's just Kyle Lowry, you know? Don't hate the player, hate the game, hate the tailor. Uh, he uh, <laughs> goes to Miami. Uh, I think that's a great move for them. He's a little longer. You think it's two, a great move? If Chris Paul taught us anything, it's that um, older guards can still play. See, I think, I think people are romanticizing the Chris Paul thing, and I don't get that with Kyle I'm Lowry. the king of romanticizing so that's probably exactly what that I'm doing. That is very true. But no, I saw a lot of people make the same argument um, on the na- in the national media as well. But Chris Paul Chris Paul from the moment he stepped on an NBA court, we kind of knew he was going to be a leader of men going to be kind of one of these generational players. Where that's true. Kyle that's Lowry true. I want to say he was a second round pick, late first round pick bounced around before he finally found himself in Toronto and then had a reputation for having the most lemon booty in the playoffs, him and DeMar DeRozan. Um, And then he gets Kawhi and that kind of changes the whole thing. He gets over the hump of the Eastern Conference Finals, has a great finals appearance where Steph Curry, not not Steph, but Clay and KD get hurt. But, um, and they went around 24th pick, 24th pick. Yeah. Late first round Villanova. Shout out to Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, so I, I, him, him not being the greatest of shooters, Jimmy Butler not being the greatest of shooters. Uh, who else did they get? He had got somebody else. Oh no, they just resigned Duncan Robinson, who had a yeah. pretty down year last year. Tyler Hero, who had a very down year from what everybody had in uh, the last image everybody had from the bubble. I don't think the Heat got better. I don't. I think Kyle Lowry is going to give you about the same of what Gorn was able to get get you, and they lost Kendrick Nunn, who went to the Lakers. So I don't think that this is going to really improve the team that much. I don't think it's going to help them get over the hump of who we think of as the one, two, three in the East, being okay. Brooklyn, Philly, and uh, Milwaukee. Okay, I mean that's understandable. I th- I, I mean. I think he's going to be more of a producer on the floor than Goran, but I don't think he's going to be able. I don't know. I think Goran brought a Dragic brought a spark to them when they needed it, and I don't. I don't know if Kyle. I don't know. I don't fucking know what the fuck. (laughs) I'm just romanticizing the CP3 thing. 
I'm like, yeah, Kyle Lowry, veteran presence, good guard, can pass really well. But it's like, yeah, but he can't shoot. He can't really drive to the hole anymore. He's getting older. He's not. So now that I'm saying it out loud, you're and fucking he didn't right. go to, uh, Chris Paul, by the way, you mentioned the whole BMI thing. Chris Paul went on a vegan diet and he like yeah, he adjusted yeah, his whole yeah. body and everything where changed his life. Kyle Lowry, I mean, <laughs> he's on that Toronto. Never mind. We'll, oh, we'll see. Really we'll see how the Miami Heat uh, change some of their usual restrictions for players and whatnot. Yeah, uh, because literally like a year ago, um, Dennis. Dennis Jones, Derek Jones, Derek Jones missed the beginning of the season uh, because of fitness. And everybody was like, what? Derek Jones, this slender, high jumping dude. How the heck can he be out of shape? He was like 0.1 over the recommended BMI they had for him. And they sat him for like the first week. Yeah. Pat Riley doesn't play about that shit. Exactly. So it's going to be real interesting. The wide berth they may give Kyle Lowry. Boom. Yeah, I should be a comedian. Birth. I should be a comedian. Boom, uh, baby. Speaking of a wide gap, Dennis yeah, Schroeder. Let's talk about this. Dennis Schroeder signed a tax One payers year. minimum to play for the Boston Mid-level Celtics. Mid-level exception uh, for my Boston Celtics. And that is at 5.9 million tell them tell tell the tell the audience what he gave up now now about two to three weeks into the nba season last year the los angeles lakers had had this point guard dennis schroeder and they said man you're playing pretty well you're playing pretty well guy you know what i want to give you an extension you signed a one year you got traded here on a one-year deal we're going to give you an extension he said what's the extension they said four years 84 million 84 he said million no. dollars. He said no. I'm a hundred million dollar player. Minimum. They were like, What? You think you're worth a hundred million dollars? He said, Yes. They said, Okay, we'll see. The year played out. His play did not get any better. He had like two or three times. Didn't get any better. <laughs> I mean, he, he started off pretty good, but it didn't exceed that. Um, there were like two or three times where he had to sit out due to COVID protocol because he was loudly against getting the shot. And so he kept having close contact situations. Um, and then the playoffs occurred. Well, no. Then LeBron and AD got hurt and he was underperforming when he was the only guy there. And then the playoffs got there and it didn't even look like he was on the court. Yeah, he shrunk big time. And the marketplace he thought he was going to have this offseason, again, ended up being a one-year $5.9 million in Boston. He could have been in sunny Los Angeles for the next four years with $84 million. So stupid. And now he's in the dreary drab Boston. But, I mean, we talk about this all the time when we say, oh, this player bet on himself. And Dennis is betting on himself. If he goes to Boston, has a huge year this he, year, he he'll get the it money. On himself. That, hold on, hold on. He betted on himself already and failed yeah. once. Yeah. He's betting well, on himself yeah, again. That's true. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's doubling down on himself yeah, now. Um, so, I mean, hats off to him for that. But, I mean, this is this is one of those things where coaches do something and it's like, if it works, they're a genius. If it doesn't work, they're an idiot. This is that exact thing. Because it's like, well, if he would have played well and they would have maxed him out, or a team would have maxed him out, it would have been worth it. But he didn't play well. So now he looks like a moron for leaving $79 million on the table. But it's, I he's got to, he's got to, I mean, if he's that confident in his skill set, then hats off to him for taking less money to go show, to go prove I, it. I don't think he took, I think that was the best offer he got. Brandon. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, now he, he, 
in the long run, he is taking a lot less money to try and prove it. But it's like, hey, man, again, you, again, you just had that wording, opportunity. The wording. He's not taking less money. That's all he was giving. Being offered <laughs> That's less money. all they were willing to give him. Phrasing. <laughs> He's being offered a lot less money to do the same thing that he was trying to do in L.A. So it's like. You better bring it. You better come correct. Now, mind as you, my old high school coach used to say, find whatever you got to find. Now, mind you, the year he was playing in L.A., he was finishing up a contract where he was making 18 a year. So he just went from 18 a year, could have had 84 over four, and now he's making 5.9. Sometimes the best bet is the one they give you up top. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the simplest, sometimes the right answer is the simplest one. Yeah, so either he needs to yell at his agent or he needs to listen to his agent. I don't know who turned down yeah. at 84. Um, speaking, speaking of, of <laughs> big money. <laughs> Look at that synergy, baby. Speaking of maxing out, Brandon, again, you were wrong. And I was I right. Wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't wrong. I just posited the question, what happens if Luca doesn't resign? And I told you there's only the best option for a rookie the finishing up his rookie deal is to re-sign. And they backed up the bridge truck in Dallas, Texas for your boy. 207 over five. The first rookie to get the rookie max deal that was put in place after Anthony Davis ended up getting on two all NBA teams. So there's a couple of checkpoints you have to hit, but if you hit it, Within your first four years, which is your first rookie contract, you're able to get a five-year extension, uh, and they max them out, Brennan. That's insane. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a 22-year-old? Yeah. 21-year-old? 22. 22? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Boatloads of cash. But do you think this is going to help them win? Yeah. I mean, I think... I. What is winning? Yeah, so that's the question. I think Luca is a transcendent talent that can take them to the playoffs. I think he will, like every other player. Yeah, I think like every other player, though, doesn't matter if it's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, he will need some sort of help. Can't do it all by himself. Um, You know, LeBron had uh, Kyrie. Michael had Scotty. So he's going to need, I don't know. Wayne. Yeah. And Chris. Chris Yeah. Kobe at Shaq, Shaq at Kobe, yeah. Shaq so, at Dwayne. He needs somebody. Shaq had Dwayne. <laughs> he needs somebody on that team. And Kristaps Chris, Chris Porzingis is not it, um, obviously. Well, the question is, is Kristaps not it? Or is it hard to play with somebody who's that ball dominant and needs the ball in order to make Make I don't think those go. are mutually exclusive. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think both answers can be correct. I don't think Kristaps is the the guy, but I also think it is incredibly difficult to play with a guy that's ball dominant, especially because Porzingis went from being the man in New York, mm. like they were trying to run everything through him, being traded to Dallas. Then Dallas goes out and gets Luca, and it's like, never mind. Like you're going to be a role player again, and he's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. So who do you what what do you th- who I should think, who should the Mavs go after in this five year window? So I think they need an extreme three and D guy. Uh, Clay Thompson comes to mind, but he's not leaving Golden State. 
What? Good job. That's that. I I was thinking like as That's, this has been playing out in the media and people are like, Kristoff's not it. Uh, there's only certain guys that could play with him, but nobody kept saying the one thing. You need thirty Clay Thompsons basically. Like yeah, for him, you, for that team to maximize its potential, you need a bunch of guys who's shooting high thirties, low forty percent from three, and they are going to d up. Yeah, three and D. That's I think that's exactly what fits because I'm um, see. I'm glad we're on the same page with this because Luca is very dominant um, and likes to drive to the basket. You know, plays insane. I'm surprised he's not fucking smoking cigarettes out there on the court, but. He needs someone he can outlet to when they clog up the lane. And that's exactly. And then he needs someone to play defense. So anybody in that kind of Clay Thompson three and D kind of mold, I think would be perfect for him. It's not obviously Chris stops and that the unicorn can't stay healthy longer than three weeks anyway. Yeah. So, so do you think they will in this five year window, really six, because he has one more year on the rookie deal. In this window, no, that they, I know where you're going. You don't know where I'm Go going. Ahead. You don't know where I'm going. I know where you're going. Where am I going? <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't know where I'm going. That's why you look at me like that. Why you look at me like that? I'm walking here. But um, do you think they can make a Western Conference final? How do you think I did not know where you were going? <laughs> you thought I was going to say the finals. Tomato, tomato. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, if we're going to get, if we're going to start to split hairs, I think they can make the Western Conference finals. I don't think they'll make the finals. You think they'll make the Western Conference finals in the next? Yeah, five for years? sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't think they'll get out of the West, though. I, I'm just shocked with the level of certainty you have here. Yeah. I mean, look what happened this year. A couple they players get hurt all the round. No, no, no. A couple of players got hurt all of a sudden. The Phoenix Suns, who were two years away from me and two years away, are playing in the finals. But they were the number two team in the West last year. I know, but a couple of players get hurt all of a sudden. Dallas like hasn't a, been over like I've said, top a million, four. Like I've said a million times, the seating didn't Stop matter. Your microphone. The, like I said a million <laughs> times, the seating didn't matter because the Lakers thought they were going to run through everybody anyway, so they didn't mind having a lower seed. But I'm saying, but, but, they're, but Dallas is not the Lakers. We we just talked about how Dallas has a structural problem in their team building. Yes, but you're saying in the next six years, I think they'll they'll go on a in the next six years. I believe they will get some pieces in place and be able to go on a run. I don't think they're going to be one of the top teams in the West every year. I don't think they're going to be a contender every year. What I'm saying is, out of the next six years, do I think they'll go on a run and make the Western Conference Finals in one of those years? Yes. I. Uh... I can't say that confidently. It's just in basketball. There's so many, like they have one of the best players in the NBA and there's so many moving parts. But when you have so much money tied, it, a, a great player is kind of like, it's like a quarterback. You have them young and you got to maximize the pieces around them. But then yeah. once they get that contract, you got to see what fits because you're working under a salary cap. So, yeah. The Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady model. When Luca is making this much money and this much of your salary cap, how do you get the right players at the rate you need to? Because Duncan Robinson would have been great for them, but they can't afford Duncan Robinson after what he got yeah. just now. So it's like, how do you find those players to come and play with him? Especially when they know Luca's going to have the ball almost all the time. 
Yeah, and it's in Dallas. You're not in New York or LA or Houston. It's Dallas. It's not. So yeah, it's it's similar to uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Like it took forever for them to find the pieces to finally fit around him. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying. Western Conference Finals, I think. But remember, I said it when I thought you were going with the finals. I said it very succinctly and with a lot of certainty. No, before you even said it. You did. So I don't I don't think they're going to make the finals. I do think they could make the Western Conference Finals. I don't know. So. There's a lot of good teams in the West and a lot of teams getting better. And a lot of teams getting hurt. I mean, look, the, the injuries are not going to hap- keep happening. for so, and, and who knows? The Dallas won't get hurt. Wait, the injury? Oh, yeah, that's true. But the injuries say, are going to keep happening for Los Angeles because well, Anthony Davis is injured. We'll see. That make it, that make it get hurt playing chess. going to be the playoff every time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Come on. I do keep, I'm just looking at the sound and I do keep moving my mic too You much. keep moving your microphone. It's one of Because the when I things. scream, I don't like to scream into the mic. Well, but also you just shift it around for reasons. I know. It's fun. All right, you here gotta, we go. You got to be cognizant of that, just like I have to be cognizant of my squeaky care. And Moving on to the quick hit. Quick! Mayman hits quick hit. Quick hit! You got to know I'm ready. <laughs> All right, quick. We're going to go quick. Quick hits. We're I'm already almost at the hour mark. I have not looked. I have not watched a down of preseason football. Really? I don't. I All never right. watch preseason football. Who, uh, this is what my whole walk off is about. Who is impressed in preseason? Uh, so we'll go through it. I'm not going to look at notes, and, but go shoot it. Justin Fields. I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he had a touchdown, 30 yard touchdown pass, and a run for a touchdown. I did see those and it filled yeah. up my Twitter timeline. So I was like, oh, wow, look at him. Also, I want to shout out uh, Gregory Russo, got a sack in his first game, destroyed Penny Sewell when they were lined up together. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not see that. Yep. Um, Bills versus yeah, so Lions. all the so far, a um, bunch of the top uh, rookie quarterbacks have played. Uh, let's just go through it. Uh, not very, imp- I, I don't know. The person who's impressed Trevor me Lawrence. the most. No, not no, no, Trevor no, no, Lawrence. No, you were going to say not very. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's Trevor Lawrence. I was. Gardner Minshew's my guy in Jacksonville. Everybody knows that. Trevor Lawrence, uh, strip sack fumble on his very first snap in the NFL. Obviously, it was a breakdown of the offensive line. Did you see Gardner Minshew's first snap in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was not <laughs> awesome. He didn't fumble it, at least. but No. Got right? his head took but, it off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Trevor Lawrence played well at 6-9. Um, just... Uh, Wilson was also six of nine. Um, <clears throat> the Jets <clears throat> ran a lot of dink and dunk kind of stuff. Very safe. Very safe. Um, Trey Lance probably had the most interesting start. He had a. His, when I saw his pass. stat line, I was like, okay, he had one big play is all I'm seeing here. Cause it was like yeah, five had, of 14. I was like for one twenty four. I was like, he had one big pass, I'm guessing. And then I saw it and the, I was like, yeah, one big pass. Yeah. The thing that um, I was most impressed with, though, was he was getting his head ripped off and he hung in there and oh, really? tried to make plays. He got sacked four or five times, which is a lot in preseason. That's a whole lot. Um, but is that, is that, uh, is that on the some offensive of them line? Or, okay, some I was going to say on no, the line no, no, or some, him? It was about half and half. I think two of them were his, two of them were definitely his fault holding on the ball too long. Mm-hmm. And then two of them were on the offensive line. But the person I want to talk about the most, because I have Jordan a, a, no, I didn't even oh, see the Jordan Love stuff. I have a very, no, you've already mentioned him. I have a very bad oh. feeling about this. Justin Fields. Oh, no. What? Had I the have best, a bad feeling about this. This is why I have a bad feeling about okay, this. He had ahead. the best stat line in the first game of the preseason. Played really well on paper. 
I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. And it's something he said in the post-game press conference that really made me nervous. He said, in fact, the game is a lot slower than I thought it would be. Everyone kept talking about the speed, and it's actually a lot slower than I thought it would be. So a couple things. First thing, um, you're not playing against, you know, you're not playing against formed uh, move the moving organism that is NFL defenses that you'll face in the regular season. Second thing, that's going to be bulletin board material, bulletin board bulletin material, board. bulletin board material for every <laughs> defensive player in the NFL who's going to play against him. And third, just the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks. I don't think you should. I, there's nothing wrong with being confident. There's only but saying so it's so long it's we can that continue to go back to arrogant. that well. That is lazy, and that is a. I can keep going back to that well us. as long as they're all bad. But they're not. He he doesn't. He's not representative of all of them. No, but I'm saying when he fizzles out in the regular season and is bad, I will you can't continue say to be when correct. He does you? You have to say if he does. We don't know he will. Fine, I won't go back to that. Well, you you just pissed off every defense you're going to play by saying the game's a lot slower than I thought. I'm a rookie and you guys fucking suck. Basically, Did you don't think they're going to come after him Did for that? That's, that's what they heard. They're going to come after him regardless because he's the quarterback of the other team, Brennan. Bulletin board material is a mythological thing that we add okay. on to okay. the uh, uh, the mysticism that is. As NFL. someone who's looked every at bulletin team, boards versus someone who hasn't, I'm going to agree with every me. T- okay, but you did in college, not the NFL, where everybody's getting paid <laughs> to do a job. So your job is to go up to that quarterback. It doesn't matter if he said something that pisses me off or not. Look at Michael Jordan. He used to fucking make up lies about other players. Okay. Oh, one example. One example. Tom Brady. Thanks a lot. Tom Brady. You never heard of Tom Brady doing that. That's true. Actually, Tom Brady, they say, is the sweetest guy in the whole world. (laughs) Exactly. I just, I don't, I don't know. These defensive players are fucking psychos, and I don't think you should give them any reason to get more pissed off. Calling these men psychos. They, they're upstanding gentlemen of the the the, the league. (laughs) Yeah, just ask Greg Hardy's wife. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! Can't believe you go there. (laughs) Next topic. (laughs) All right, moving on. Soccer is back, folks. Yeah, what is this? Soccer's, soccer's already back. back? Yeah, soccer's back. It's a short offseason. Not that long of offseason, baby. Uh, Fulham's had let's two games about, already. Let's talk about Messi. Messi. Messi has gone to uh, PSG. Uh, as I said on a new low, Barcelona, Barcelona fumbled the Barcelona. bag. Um, they have a weird... La Liga has a weird... Uh, I didn't play on talking about this, but La Liga has a weird salary cap structure, so it is uh, all depend on how much money you bring into the league, and then your salary cap goes from there. Um, they really? have been paying him like over half a million dollars in the previous years, and last year he was saying that he half didn't want to... Half a billion or half a million? Half a billion, I'm sorry. Um, last year he was saying he didn't want to return, but then this offseason they kind of got everything together, and he was set to return, but... I don't know if you saw like in the past couple of months, there's been like different raids and stuff uh, at Camp No, where uh, Barcelona is housed, basically like their whole chain of command is getting turned over because they've just been keeping bad books and whatnot. Um, have oh, been wow. paying like uh, I believe like they've been doing like tax evasion stuff and whatnot. So um, they're kind of strapped for cash and they kind of had to let them go. And yeah, because the last thing go, I heard was it was all worked out and then it wasn't. Yeah, like within a week, it went from being worked out to he's leaving and seasons are starting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and the, the the 
thing that probably they're going to be kicking themselves in the teeth for the most is that last year, if they would have, when he said he didn't want to return, if they would have let him go and let him go to another team last year, there would have been a transfer fee. So a team would have had to pay some type of uh, a percentage, a, a team would have had to put down an amount pay of to capital happen. to the team just to negotiate with him. Yeah. So, but now because his contract ended, he gets to walk away and they get no benefit. Nothing. They oh, get that's nothing even worse than the NBA. Let exactly. that guy go. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, he's at PSG now with Neymar and Kylian Mbappe. And um, the, the, the keeper. Good old Kylian Mbappe. The keeper. Uh, <laughs> the keeper. One of the best young talents in, that's in why all I love soccer him. right now. That's a, all of um, football. Uh, the, keeper the keeper of the uh, Italian national team that helped them win the Euro 2020 is also got signed to PSG. So PSG is going to be a force in um, Ligue 1 as well as uh, the Champions League. They're going to be we definitely at with Fulham? push. Fulham lost their first. Well, didn't lose. Come it, it on. Felt, it felt, they didn't lose. It felt like a loss. though. It felt like a loss. They drew their first game of the season 1-1. And then yesterday, Brennan. Nothing's better than the taste of victory. A 5-1 win. There we go. Over Huddersfield. Uh, we're in great. the under league right now, right? Yeah, we're in uh, we're in the Champions League. Um, but the only the only thing that made that win sour in our mouths is one of our rivals who's hasn't been up to the Premier League in 75 years. They got up last year as we were going down. They won their first game. In the first game of the Premier League, they won. They beat oh, Arsenal. Wow. A, a, wow. a, a, not a good team. They've been floundering of late, but a team with a lot of notoriety and one of the teams that was going to be in the fucking Super League. So definitely annoying to see that. Um, so we have to go through this whole season and try and get back yeah, up. Like yeah. there is no like nope. halfway through the season. Like nope. you guys are doing real well. Come on up. Nope. Whole ah, damn season. Whole season. All 38 right. games. Quick! Here we go. Um, hold on, I wasn't done. I was also going to no. say uh, the last thing I was going to say was uh, the last year's champions of the Premier League, uh, Man United, Man United, Man City, Manchester United, Man, Man City. City. Sorry, Man City lost one zero to Tottenham. Fucking figures, yeah, Man City. Tottenham. Tottenham also, that's my team. Everybody knows that. Barca, Barca won their first game, are winning their first game three 0 Oh, look at yeah, PTA. they won that PTA game. So you All put right. in here um, Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC. Is that what I think it's in reference to? Yes. Did you see this? No. You didn't see this? I saw what they were talking about like last week. What did you see last week? About how Texas and Oklahoma are leaving and they were going to dissolve the different... No, go. What, okay. I so didn't see it. You didn't see this. So I went on ESPN a couple of days ago. And there was talks that the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are going to combine forces, doing a merger of some sort. Ugh. I just wanted to gauge your opinion on this. So, with everything that's happened um, with the movement in different divisions and everything like that, and conferences and whatever, I, I think the whole system needs to be dissolved. I think best teams need to play the best teams uh, and figure it out. That's what I think. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense anymore. Are you frozen? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I was doing an interview technique where I just wanted you to keep going. 
No, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Everyone should play like Notre Dame in the independent. Everyone should just play against your rivals, play against teams you think. Because what will happen is it's like capitalism. If you think you have a better chance of making the playoff by playing better teams, then you're going to play those better teams in order to make the playoff to make more money for your school. So it's not like Ohio State is going to play Troy 10 games out of the year. They could pick their own schedule. They're going to try and play teams that would push them into the playoff. Well, so I think the conferences now are just overrated. That would be true, but this, by the way, this is just a straight dig and we can move on. That would be true, but Alabama gets to play Vanderbilt and Kentucky and uh, Arkansas, and then people say they're the greatest team. In the world. But see, that's the thing is, if they weren't in the, if there was no SEC, don't you think they would want to play Florida and Georgia? I know, I know. I know. You see, I just, yeah. I just, I'm just annoyed that yeah, the I, SEC I is the you, greatest yeah. conference ever when you get to play Vandy and Arkansas. Like, what? There's like three good, just like every division. It's top heavy. It's yeah. top-heavy. When Texas joins the SEC, Texas is not going to be at the top end of the SEC. No, Texas, Texas is going to be in the rolled. middle. It's going to be the middle yeah. to the bottom. They're going to be somewhere with Mizzou and a and Yeah, right? I They're, they're not going to be a top team. The top teams in the SEC are, every given year, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, LSU. mix in there one, and LSU, yeah. So, really, you got three LSU, Alabama, Georgia, mix in a, mix in a Florida and Auburn. So, yeah, because Florida likes. To yeah, go no, I cycles. completely agree. I think this whole it's it's all a cash grab, and then there's never any money to play the pay the players. But these fucking presidents and ads get hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They revamp the fucking stadiums and the locker rooms every year, but then they never have enough money to pay players. It's a big crock, and uh, it just. I'm not a big fan. I do like this nil thing now. Name, image, and likeness. Uh, Cause some of these guys are getting fucking paid yeah, about yeah. this bitch. Um, but also some the cool Alabama quarterback never even taking a snap, got like a $1.1 million. Uh, they're saying they're estimating it at a million dollars. Um, it's more like 800,000. Um, but shout out to him. Did you see the kid from Texas, the high school yeah. that's graduating a year early, uh, graduating early so he can go to Ohio state because yeah. it's, it's funny. So with some of the States that put rules on the books they're kind of screwing themselves because with nil the way nil is set up i could be a high schooler and be getting paid because yeah. i don't i don't have to not get paid going in so texas put a rule on the book but the way they put it you can't get paid if you're in high school so that kid was like all right well i'm leaving texas yes. high school football to go to ohio state so i could start making some money yeah so that's yeah. insane um but also one of the cooler things that came out of this was, I think it was BYU where there's some company uh, based out of Utah that they're going to pay for all the walk-ons. They're going to yeah, pay and all the was, walk-ons, tuitions and everything. There's another company in California, this guy who owns a bunch of gyms who is paying, instead of giving a lot of money to one or two players. Oh, this is happening going, in Miami too. Was it Miami? Maybe yeah. it was Miami. Yeah, he's paying all of the players like five hundred dollars a month yeah. to work to work out at his gyms. Yeah, and Which also is, shout out to De'Aaron King, the first college player to have a pro sponsorship. De'Aaron King will be a sponsor of the Florida Panthers, the Ice Cats, baby. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I think and there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, what about the contempt? This is going to happen with the team. And like people are going to resent other. It'll all work itself out. Like there's you stay out of everybody's contempt. pockets. Yeah, I would say there's already contempt. Yeah, but I, I mean, know people say that, but then when we go to the NFL, no one says, "Oh, exactly, where's the contempt? The exactly, quarterback in the offensive exactly line." Exactly my point. Oh. Everyone, as long as Fuck like God, you man. don't you don't go like when I like you don't go and like ask him like, "Oh, how much are you on full scholarship? Or are you on partial scholarship? Were you like you don't ask those yeah. quite like it's just like we're all in the same locker room. Like just deal with it. Exactly. I don't. I think a lot of these kids are going to do dumbass shit getting this obviously, kind of money at 18. I, I'm, but hopefully it's not nothing like, tragic it's not happens, like, but yes, hopefully nothing tragic happens. I'm excited to see some of these dumb stories. It's similar to the dumb shit we would have done if we weren't oh, playing and yeah. we would have got money like that. Then. What happened so. with a lot of the NBA players who came right out of high school yeah. and like got, you know, blew a lot of their money. And hey, I'm going to throw this out there for any athlete, college athlete that's now getting paid that does stupid shit. If you want to come and, on, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy and tell those stories. I'm available. DM me. Or you want to come on here and we can talk to them because sports yeah. related. I mean, that's true. All geez. right. Last thing on quick hits. Um, Joe, no, the last, thing, hold, 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 hold. the last thing I wanted to say was uh, also shout to, cause we were giving all the NIL shout outs. One NCAA football. Y'all need to get on in and hurry up and drop a game. Please, 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 please. Second DJ along um got a Dr. Pepper sponsorship. The first really? the national product sponsorship. Yeah. I would say he's going to be a part of those Farmville ads. I do love Fansville. some of these Fansville. Fansville, yeah. I do love some of these uh local sponsorships because that's that's funny as shit. It's like yeah, you know, I think so like and so a quarterback guy. Notre Dame has it where all the offensive linemen get to eat for free or something in like one yeah, and like some of these, or something. It's like a car dealership, like a local car. Yeah. It reminds me of the scene in Jerry Maguire where Rod Tidwell's on the camel, like doing a local ad. <laughs> you and your Jerry Maguire. WNBA is back. Uh, after having their Olympic break, the ladies are back to play. Uh, the first ever Commissioner Cup just took place a couple days ago. Um, games start today. Seattle won. Me, Seattle won the first Commissioner's Cup. Uh, Brianna Stewart, Sue Bird, shout out to them uh, who were on the Ooh. Olympic team, as well as Jewel Lloyd. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was... Uh, the, the storm against the Suns, Connecticut Suns. Um, so, yeah, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. First game tips off at 4 o'clock today. You're obviously hearing this tomorrow, so hope you watched. They are back, baby. Mm. What time is it for, Brennan? Time for the walk-offs. Welcome to the big leagues! All right. I hosted this week. So, Joe, you will be going first. Curly. Curly, curly, curly. I have a walk-off, Brennan. Boom. Let me just pull it up here. And it's called, I forgot to put the title in there, called History Repeats. Yesterday, shut up. Uh, Shut up. Yesterday, I woke up to some bad news. Just over a decade after a 7.0 earthquake ravish Haiti, a 7.2 earthquake struck, and I feared history had repeated itself. Thankfully, it did not strike the middle of the country as it did last time, but unfortunately, there were still many casualties. Moments like these are when I feel helpless and dwell on the fact that I don't have many ties to the country of my parents. 
because it reminds me of how lonely this island is in relation to the neighboring islands and why that is. The first successful slave rebellion led to the the country that had the first successful slave rebellion led to then becoming a pariah. And we don't also, we don't have many faces in the public eye, but we do have one of the biggest stars in the world. Naomi Osaka's mother is Japanese, but her father is Haitian and she is proud of that. And she makes several trips back to the country. She has pledged all the money she makes in her next tournament that she has pledged that she will give away all the money that she makes in her next tournament to go to the relief efforts. This is how a difference is made and how the course of history is changed. Well, I didn't realize she donated. She's going to donate all that money. Yeah. She made a statement. Um, basically yesterday, kind of like after things were happening. Um, but yeah, shout well, out to good her on her. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. I mean, it's not awesome the circumstance, but you, you, if you didn't know she was part Haitian, the media would never tell you. At I least the, the white media would never tell you. Oh Lord! Whenever, um, all right, just saying. Whenever you hear a black commentator talk about her, they're like, "Hey, she's Haitian, by the way." I've listened to all sorts of commentators talk about it, and I did not know she was Haitian. Well, you obviously didn't hear Clinton Yates, Michael Smith, Bomani Jones, uh, Jay Donde, Kevin Blackenstein. Oh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I only have my TV tuned to white commentators. You're right. Oh, yeah. I thought you only it's had like Barstool a, on there. You know how they have like the, Big Bang. S, the SAP for Spanish? <laughs> they have a WAP for, but it's not that WAP. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so good at comedy. Um, all right. Joe, shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna do my walk off. What have I done? Preseason is upon us in the NFL and is one of my favorite times of the year. Most casual fans hate the preseason and for good reason. When it comes to the Joe's opening a drink, when it comes to the overall landscape of regular season, preseason means nothing. There are teams that do well and then turn up goose eggs in the regular season and vice versa. I enjoy the preseason because I find the battles at certain positions, how the rookies transition into the NFL and the overall chemistry of teams fascinating. As I've said countless times before, players are not household names until they are. And the preseason can give them the opportunity to start that campaign. With the start of the preseason, I happened to be watching a few of the games while I was working. We were slow, so a few of the other employees joined me in the bar area to take in the start of football. As we were making casual conversation about the teams and players, one of my cohorts said, man, you sure do know a lot about these random players and teams, to which I replied, always plugging, always promoting. Oh, yeah, I guess I need to know a little bit because I do host a sports podcast. I've done this hundreds of times before without a second thought. This time was different. One of my coworkers heard that and took it as an open invitation to talk sports. Normally, that wouldn't be any sort of a big deal, but it turned into him giving me an oral dissertation about his favorite teams and players. I've said this many times before. Most people only ask you something anticipating your response will align with theirs or they could try to change your mind. They have no real interest in what you have to say. They are just counting the seconds until they can respond. It became very awkward. 
because I noticed this particular coworker was a fan before everything and had no interest in the logic or rationale I was spouting. His only concern was me saying, yeah, man, you're totally right about that. But here's the thing. He wasn't. I have now created this environment in which I will have to be polite and buddy-buddy about their sports takes, no matter how benign or irrelevant they are. I have a hard time not turning disagreements into full-blown arguments with someone who's my friend and my co-host, Joe, so I cannot imagine what will happen with people I barely know through some if when they throw out some idiotic take like, this QB stinks, when clearly it was a protection issue. For example, Trevor Lawrence getting strip-sacked. We will wait and see what comes of this. But as he was telling me how good Eli Manning was and how overrated the 18 and one Patriots were, all I could think to myself was, Oh God, what have I done? And that's the, no. <laughs> well, well, I normally he, always plug the show, on? the Patriots oh. or excuse me, the giants. How do you get those two things confused? Because all he was doing was talking about how the Patriots suck and, ah, and they they went eighteen and one because of the Eli Manning and I probably should have like, been listening to the walk off. I, I did hear that, but I still just asked for just because. I don't know. Wow! No, I right, heard press conference. No, I'm saying I heard the walk off. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I listened and I heard you say that, but for some reason I still was just compelled to ask. Joe only listens to the black commentators. Uh, yeah, I have BAP on my Zoom. BAP. <laughs> and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Fred, where can we find you? Um, I'm also a comedian, so take everything I say with a grain of salt, unless it's a super sappy walk off. Those I mean with all my heart. Um, Brennantycomedy.com. Laughs when you folks aren't watching. Brennan, that is not true. Um, <laughs> I was going to send the one I did on Colt Brennan to. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> you were going to send Brennan, it to the University of Hawaii? I was. I was like, this is really <laughs> heartfelt, and I have nothing to do with the university. Maybe they'll like publish it somewhere. And then I was like, wait, don't do that. Uh, you find Brennan, a, a local, uh, not a local, but whatever their. Um, Yes. College newspaper is. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, did I find a local bar here to watch the Jags games? And yes, I did. <laughs> that was not what I was going to I should. I, that's what I was thinking. Like find a, find a local. Anyway, Brennan T comedy on all social media, Brennan T comedy.com. October 7th. I'll be at the Broadway comedy club here in New York city. Uh, come check it out. Lots of open mics that I've been doing. I need to do more. I'm just going to try and stay on stage as long as I can and check out my other podcast. Brendan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Joe. You can check me out on social media at Joe Dorville on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out my hip hop album TV by headphone. Joe, no, oh, no. E. You can check out my website, Joe Dorville.com and check out my wares. Uh, you can check out this show on Twitter and Instagram at Kieran press as well as the network in a whole as a whole at anewlow.co. Excuse me. Damn it. That drink I opened at Brennan called out. You didn't have to call me out on that, by the way. Popped open a ginger ale and just called me out. Like, what the heck? Um, yeah. So, I believe that's it. So, Brennan, take us out. And that's why we play the game. Hello? Hello? You did it before I, I could. Sorry. I didn't have a shout out this week. You got something? Um, you shout out Naomi Osaka. Exactly what I was going to say. I know it was.
He shout out Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. Long live. Neighborhood Nip. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again and goodbye.